flyadfreeshows.com? It's simple. It's early and ad-free. Why wait for your favorite shows to drop when you can listen as soon as they stop recording? There's no need to wait. You can access it all before anyone else can. Plus, no ads. No one telling you what to bundle or how to keep that man part standing tall. None of that. It's just straight content from all your favorite hosts, including Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and the rest of the team. That's not all. You also get immediate access to watching their reactions live on video as well. So don't put it off any longer. Do it now. You won't be disappointed. Start enjoying all the podcasts you love early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. Hey, before we get going, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate all of your support. It means a lot to both me and my co-host here. We're working hard to entertain you every single week, but behind the scenes, I'm working hard on something else I want to share with you. Check out this five-star review from my man, John K up in Raleigh, North Kakalaki. He wrote, I've been a fan of Conrad's podcast for several years, given how home base have skyrocketed in our area in the last 12 months. I wanted to see if a refi that could consolidate our credit card debt was worth exploring. Diane, Brandy, and Bill were an absolute pleasure to work with. This was by far the smoothest mortgage process and fastest closing out of the four I've been through. Thanks to first family. We were able to refinance to a lower rate and pay off all of our credit card debt. This will save us north of $800 a month. I cannot stress how huge that is for my wife and our two kids. This is the fresh start we've needed. I can't thank the team enough and will recommend first family to all of my family and friends. Thanks. No, thank you, John. I greatly appreciate your support. And thank you for leaving me that review over at conradreviews.com. Don't take my word for it, guys. We make saving money fast and easy. See for yourself what people are saying at conradreviews.com, but then give us a call. Find out how much money you can save for free at 888-425-0105. Yes, that's a toll-free call. Or maybe if you think you have a unique situation, just shoot me an email, conrad at savewithconrad.com. Or better yet, get a quick quote right now. Find out how much money you can save for free. John saved more than 800 bucks a month. What's your number? How much can you save? Find out at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? And with rates as low as they are right now, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Your home is probably worth more than ever before. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to use that equity to change your life. Get out of debt faster with cheaper monthly payments and keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. That's SaveWithConrad.com. Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald heavy geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. 
605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony and first what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man, Quadlike Bill, Make a Chair, Tommy, come over here! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Noah Anthony Shivani. How's it going, man? How are you? I'm all right, buddy. How you doing today? How you doing today? Terrible. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. You know why I'm doing fine? Uh, because you're wearing keeps, and you've got blue chew in your system, and who could forget all about <laughs> retro wrestling? I don't know. Why are you doing great? <laughs> Because, uh, and this is really going to hit, hit you in the, in the feels. Oh, there you go. I love it when you hit me in the feels and okay. cause it warms your cold, you know, chilly heart. Exactly. It does. Mm -hmm. Uh, finally, and this is really going to hit you hard. I'm sorry. After what you and I've talked about, about all the hard but, work you've been doing around your house. No, but I've got my, my Invisi shield for my Apple watch came in. Tony, Finally. what, you know, where's Bromwell? Hey, somebody get Bromwell. I'm fucking out. I don't want to do this week. I'm going to hand him off. Like a hand off easy, easy. Jim Ross when he gets extra ornery. Easy, e e easy. It really did. It really did. After three shipments, it finally came here. Two of them got lost. I wish your whole watch would have gotten lost. <laughs> why did you, why do you have that? I love it. I don't know what's more embarrassing that CZ, the, <laughs> the, just for men, the, the Tommy Bahama, uh, or, uh, the sketcher shoes or maybe mm. worst of all a damn Apple watch. Uh, these are not sketcher shoes. I wear these are Tommy Bahama shoes. Well, I've seen you rock more than your fair share of taupe, uh, sketchers. <laughs> taupe. I feel like you just walk in the sketchers. Do you have anything in a taupe? Because I'd like everything you have in a six and a half extra wide. <laughs> you confuse me with Dave Silva's foot. L legitimately. Uh -huh. Okay. Now Dave Silva does walk around on Legos. I mean, they are as wide as they are long. Um, <laughs> what's that shoe do you wear? Five and a half? No, 10 and a half. 10 and a half. My ass. 10 and a half up your ass. Absolutely. There's no chance you wear the, there's no chance. Okay. That's like what Cassia wears. That's a grown man foot. Yeah. Well, I am a grown man. No, you're always yeah. telling us, you know, in the midsection, you're always <laughs> talking about, wee, wee, wee. look, there goes Tony. Well, that ain't 10 and a half. Yeah. 10 and a half. I am a, I am a, I'm, I am a grown man. As a matter of fact, in the midsection, I'm overgrown. Yeah. Aren't we all? Hmm. So what are we talking about today? Probably wrestling from 1986. You some bitch. Yeah. Don't some bitch me, some oh, bitch. Okay, sorry. 
I was just trying to be entertaining and whatnot. Okay. Hey, you know what? I, I know, I don't know what, but I know who, and he's a hell of a guy. Okay. So I really have been enjoying the eighties so much that I'm really, really missing the eighties in my life. It's, it's fun to go back and watch this stuff, but it's also very, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it makes me yearn. It makes it, it, it's, it, it makes my heart feel empty at times because your heart feels empty at times because of, I miss it so much. What uh, the eighties music, the eighties wrestling, the eighties yes, television. Yeah. The eighties television, the eighties music, the eighties wrestling, my kids being very young and a house full of kids. Lois and I struggling like we were, and we really were struggling back at that time because I was still on a baseball salary and I would get additional money for doing this, these shows and to get additional money for doing ring announcing and, and the money wasn't that good. I got 150 bucks per show. That's all I got. And I would go out and do the ring announcing. I get a hundred bucks. So when they wanted me to go out and I've talked about this many times, when they wanted me to go out and be a ring announcer, I would gladly do it for a number of reasons, because I liked hanging out with the guys and because I really needed the money. I've, I've told the story many times that when that one time I went to the, and I've, this is when I first started, I was, I did this, I did this Ric Flair interview and I was starting to do some things on TV. So I wanted to go to the Charlotte Coliseum to see a match on a Sunday night, Lois said, go ahead and go. And Lois was, uh, Lois was pregnant with Laurie and Matt was little. So, uh, I went, they needed a ring announcer that night. David looked up in the crowd, found me and I came down there and did the ring announce, did the ring announce my first ring announcing gig. They gave me a $100 bill and I brought that home and I, showed it to Lois and we were so excited about a $100 bill. And I knew then that, man, this could lead into something pretty good because, you know, basically I was making with the baseball team, I was making, I was making $15,000 a year. I think Ooh, you weren't spending all that in one place now, were you? <laughs> no, I was not good. So, and I continued to make that through my years to Jim Crockett promotion. They, they never did up my salary. They just kept it. <laughs> They didn't. They just kept giving me, they, I had a base salary of $15,000, but they just kept, you know, TV. Every time I go out and do TV, I'd get 150 bucks. So. Oh, I'm with you. I, I really wanted you to say, yeah, this was a great time in 1986. It was some great wrestling, but whew, it was tied at home with 17. Years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying we is we started a garden. <laughs> Lois could make some corn. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> she's like the Bubba Gump of corn. We used to, we used to recycle them. We used to recycle them pampers and um, the, and the corn, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't properly digest corn. <laughs> Picking them out for the small kids. Some people had hand me down clothes. Our kids had hand me down lunch. <laughs> 
Corn on the cob on Saturday, Woo. cream corn Sunday night. <laughs> oh God, I don't know why that got me, but <laughs> no, but but really, those times, even though they were tough, they were wonderful times for the family. They really were. They obviously made our marriage closer, and and it was just those were good times. I miss them. I, I desperately miss the '80s, and and this just proves it. And for our fans uh, on Patreon. Just this past month, one of our bonus shows was a Saturday night's main event from the 80s. And again, you go back and you watch that and you miss the 80s. So I just, I miss them, man. You know, I hate all of your um, <clears throat> sci-fi <laughs> movies and whatnot. You know, I just, I get annoyed yeah. that you're a grown man and you like all that stuff. <laughs> but I have to admit. Uh-huh. At least once a week, I really, really wish that time travel was possible. Yeah. Yeah. And what made time travel so cool in the eighties was back to the future. I'm just saying if we could go back and actually relive now as an adult with the benefit of our life experiences, how much we would savor one trip back. What would you go relive? Maybe there's a whole section. Maybe you could just start over. Not that you necessarily want, um, to change things. <coughs> Quantum leap style. Mm-hmm. You just want to go relive it. What year yeah. would you go back to? Would you go back to 83? Um, uh... Is that Woody 80, Woodpecker there? No, that's that's my daughter calling. Let me uh, call her back, um, or let me text her. Uh, just to answer right now and just talk to her on the air. Mm-hmm. You really want to do that? Yeah, why not? Okay, uh, give me a second. I'll call her back. Um, what what year would I go back to? Yep. Uh, yeah, probably go back to eighty three. I think when I first started. Knowing what I know now and walking into Ric Flair's house and for the first time and going to different places with, with the kids and Lois living in that house. We lived in a house in Charlotte, outside of Charlotte in Matthews, North Carolina, which is a great little community. And it was the first house we had owned or had bought. It was, uh, it was good. It was good stuff. I, I miss that. What, what year would you go back to? Well, you know, I used to think I would go back to like 1989 because I loved that wrestling so much, but now we we've enjoyed so much from 86, which is really my first trip going through like this. It's hard to not think you wouldn't want to go back to like 85, just so you could have been a part of so much fun stuff there. I mean, you would get even in sports, you get some really fun moments. If you come back in 85. I'm with you, man. I miss the eighties. And for that matter, I miss the nineties. You know, the early nineties were great. You know, think about like that 91 bulls team, how cool that was. Right. Then Alabama's going to win the 92 national championship. And then we're going to have, uh, some really awesome wrestling times in the, in the mid to late nineties, call it 96, 97, 98. So yeah, that, that period would be fun to relive. And it's interesting to think about like. Think about like 85 
1998 and how different everything really was not just in wrestling, but in sports and in music. And it's pretty remarkable when you think about that. And that's just 13 years. And now to go back and think about 13 years ago. Now, it doesn't feel like it's all that different compared to like 85, 98. Maybe it is. What do you think? Is it way different from 08 to now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm too old to see that. I think the world has dramatically changed in the last five, six years, 10 years, dramatically. Look what, and I, and I hate to say it all centers on, uh, cell phones, but it does. I more people look at their phones now than ever before. Go anywhere, sit, go to sit in the airport and see how many people are on their phones. Hell, go back into a wrestling dressing room. Right. See how many people just stare at their phones. I don't think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people were doing that. We, we had phones, but not to where we're staring at them right now. And so, yeah, the world has changed. The music has changed. Do you Gene notice? Simmons, Gene Simmons said rock and roll was dead. Oh, well, who could forget <laughs> the great philosopher Gene Simmons Gene, and these important Gene. conversations we're having? Yes. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to try to call my daughter. Okay. Oh, okay. This is riveting radio. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to surprise her. Patch her in. Hey, daddy. Hey, sweetheart. I want to let you know that, uh, you, you called me and I was recording with Conrad. So we decided to just go ahead and put you on our, uh, our podcast here. So you are on the podcast here <laughs> and say, say, oh. say hello to Conrad. Hey, Conrad. Hey, Hey, how are you? She can't hear can, me. I can't hear him. Oh, you can't hear it's, him? It's through the headphones, no. you dumb like, shit. Are you guys supposed to be professionals or what? Yeah, shivani <laughs> as usual. At least she knows. You uh, guys can't even figure out sound. I think you guys are in the wrong field. I ain't know uh, you guys. It's your dad. Uh, He's been doing this yeah. forever. It's, it's, it's me, sweetie. So He's terrible. is there anything you can, you can tell me here or you need to talk No, actually, this is, this is something that I need to talk to you about later. Okay. The public cannot know. Okay, oh. public cannot go. Okay. All right, sweetie. Talk to you okay. later. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Are you are you running some sort of weird family sex cult over there? What are you doing? <laughs> Why can't you she should. just talk to us? <laughs> shut the fuck what up. the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. This is really disappointing. Oh God. Well, You're, you know, there's fa- there's family issues and there's issues with with our Patreon channel that she works on for us and she'll be in Chicago and uh has done a great job for me and uh, I think everybody who uh, work uh, who is a member of uh, what happened when WHW Monday Patreon knows her. So, but then there there are things to you know. I mean, we couldn't put Megan on here and ask Megan about family matters. Yeah, call her right now and ask whatever you want. Oh no, 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 no! I don't want to don't do bother that. me at all. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But anyway, that young lady was born in 1984. And I remember when she was born, I came back from a trip from Knoxville, Tennessee and walked in the apartment and Lois was sitting there with her bag packed and the neighbor with her. And she said, we're ready to go. Remember those days. I remember every day the kid was born and that was the eighties. And we lived in an apartment. We lived in an apartment in Charlotte because it was tough being able to afford rent 
So we did a trade for season tickets, a fence sign, and a full-page ad in our program with the uh, rental company for me living there for one year. Isn't radio trade the best? Yeah, it, it was. And, and again, it just shows you what type of people the Crockett's were, how, how nice they were to me. They were willing to do that. Weren't willing to pay me any more money, <laughs> but they were willing to trade that shit out to give me a place to live. Why didn't you bring any of that up this past weekend when we were in Chicago? Maybe I did. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Let me, let me time travel back to Chicago. Okay. And, and bring it, it up. Do it all over again. Do it all over again. I'll just time travel. I'm going to time travel now. Go back to Chicago. Are you having fun? Yeah, I am. Are you having fun? Not really. Let me ask you something. Okay. What time is it? Time to fire up your peacock <laughs> network. Go ahead and pull up season two, episode 35. September 6th, 1986, back when Tony Schiavone was a nice man. Okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, um, before we get started, oh no, more of your nonsense. No, no. See now you're really, you're really going to regret saying that this is not my nonsense. I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question first, and then you can ask your question. Go ahead. Uh, do you have a nose hair trimmer? <laughs> yes. Do I need one? No, I'm just asking. Uh -huh. Did you notice once you hit your late thirties or your early forties that you had to use your nose and ear hair trimmer more often? Yes. Why is that? I don't know. Have you, uh, I, have you used it in other places just to see, like, did you try to use no, it like no, to separate no. your eyebrows? No. No. Did you ever try to see if the nose hair trimmer would work around the base of your shaft? <laughs> you always go there, don't you? Well, I did yesterday. It works. Just wanted you to know. Really? Yeah. I was getting the nose hair out and getting the ear hair out. And, uh, I don't think it works as well. The ear hair gimmick as it maybe could, because I think if you go in there with some tweezers, you can bloop. Uh, mm -hmm. and that, that seems to be more successful for me. Mm -hmm. But I thought, boy, this would really make Megan laugh if all of a sudden I played up a whole gimmick here about using this nose hair trimmer to just, you know, do a little landscaping. And it yeah. worked. She found it hilarious mm -hmm. and it didn't hurt. So boys, mm -hmm. try that to entertain your wives at home. It will work. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Now okay. you're going to ask me something. Yes. I will ask you how things are going at save with Conrad. Oh, I'm glad you asked Tony. You know, we have, uh, we've had a lot of fun helping people save money nationwide. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, really brings joy to my heart is to go to conradreviews.com and see what people are saying. Let's take a look at old, uh, old Stephen D here. Stephen D Stephen yes, D sir. from Springfield, Ohio. He left us five-star mm -hmm. review and he had this to say. I started working with Larry and Holly after a terrible experience with another lender. I was very upset, but I'm a regular listener on the orange show. 
and I'd heard the save with Conrad ads and decided to give them a call. I had a tight timeline and they had me through with underwriting in a week. From that point on, we were just waiting on the appraiser. Everyone I spoke with was very helpful. My first day calling in Francis spent nearly two hours on the phone with me, working through all the details of our unique situation and finding a way to make the timeline I was working with work. This was the best lender experience I've ever had. And he gave us five stars. And that's what we're all about, man. The ultimate customer experience. It's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much, and let's say for whatever reason, you're not ready right now. The timeline just doesn't work. We don't say no. We say not yet. We're going to help you get a plan together to go ahead and make that dream a reality. Whether you're talking about getting out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments or getting out of your apartment and into a brand new house, we can make it happen at savewithconrad.com. And as I said, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. If we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. We're licensed in more than 40 states, and it just takes about 10 minutes to get started right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and Tony, how about this? No house payments for two months. What about that? That's tremendous. That's awesome. I think you have also helped Matt Shivani, I believe. I think we have helped families mm-hmm. coast to coast. Wrestling yep. fans all over the place are better for having discovered save with Conrad.com. And you know, Tony, I've got my fair share of haters out there. Did you know that? Uh, no, who would hate you? Uh, usually just jealous people who aren't happy mm-hmm. with their own life. Nobody really yep. punches up. They just punch or nobody yep. punches down. They just punch up. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. I know. Yeah. Go to conradreviews.com. Don't take my word for it. Listen, I know it's easy to be skeptical and say, well, of course, Conrad's going to shill his own company. Go see what everybody who's using us is saying at conradreviews.com. And then you'll say, you know what? He was right. I'm going to see if I can save with Conrad at save with Conrad.com. Boom. Mm. Yeah. Do you know why you shill your own company on this podcast? Uh, because it's the reason the show exists. <laughs> Exactly. Great stuff, Conrad. Really, really great stuff. Uh, our countdown today is from Chris from St. Louis. And I say this because they're all pre-recorded, and I just wanted to alert everybody. Chris forgot to say play. Oh, so where, how? See, he just went three, two, one. And then you're going to say play? No, just after one, just everybody hit it together on okay. one. Okay. Okay. So you ready to uh, fire up the, the old, uh, cock? Well, I am. Thanks to our friends at blue. Yes. I'm ready. Uh, season two, episode 35. That's world championship wrestling season two, episode 35. It's uh, one hour, seven minutes and 46 seconds. I'm pretty excited about this, Tony. I am too. It's a good time for Jim Crockett promotions. And we're going to have some good stuff on this, on this show today. So here we go. And let's go to Chris from St. Louis. Tony, this is Chris Reed in St. Louis, Missouri. I was actually at the match where Dusty dropped the title to Flair in 86. I'm here to help you out with the countdown, buddy. I want to be your best friend. So hit play in three, two, one. Play. Championship Wrestling, bringing you great wrestling action, sanctioned by the NWA, National Wrestling Alliance. 
Welcome to World Championship Wrestling. David Crockett, Tony Schiavone. Tony, listen, United States Tag Team Tournament, it's going to be right here in Atlanta. At the Omni, the tournament for the United States Tag Team Championship was announced last week, and all the teams, or many of the teams that you will see competing in that tournament going after the United States Tag Team Championship will be here as teams today on this program. That's right. The best wrestling teams in the world you'll see right here in World Championship Wrestling. That's exactly right, and let's bring in right now our guest host once again for this program. Oh, shut up once in a while. The manager of the Midnight Express, Jim Cornette. And you know something, when you talk about a U.S tag team title tournament when you talk about any kind of tag team wrestling you're talking about my men the midnight express tony and david and i'll tell you one thing the omni u.s tag team title belts they're as good as ours they're as good as the midnight expresses they're going to be around our waist just like rock and roll those world tag team titles are going to be back around our waist and the u.s tag team title would be the perfect stepping stone to corner those two cowards the rock and roll into giving us another match for our belts and when we do we'll have everything the midnight express lover boy did us a beautiful body We'll dominate tag team wrestling. We'll be the greatest that there's ever been, and everybody will know it, and there'll be no disputing it, Tony Schiavone. We will have the proof when we have all the belts around our waist. All the great stars of the NWA are here today, including one of the teams going in that tournament, Buddy Landell and superstar Bill Dundee. Let's go to the ring. Oh, I'm so excited that we're starting with Buddy and Bill. Mm, Buddy and Bill, baby. Isn't it true that you wanted to... No. You're, okay. It's not. Uh, I, uh, I, Bill Dundee was like a, and I, this was on purpose. I know a, a mini Elvis, wasn't he? I mean, if, if Elvis would not have died in 1977, Bill could have toured with him as like his little mini me. Yes, Tony, you're exactly right. Thank you very much. How observant of you, Tony. <laughs> I just, I loved it. It is kind uh, of funny when you think about it too, that mm-hmm. he's doing this look around the same time that the honky tonk man is starting to do his deal. You know what? That's a good point. And the question I put to you is because you know, everything did bill Dundee and the honky tonk man have heat. Well, you know, Wayne Ferris came through Memphis. Of course he's Jerry Lawler's cousin, okay. uh, but, uh, the rumor in innuendo is, um, the honky tonk man mm-hmm. is, I guess it was originally called honky tonk Wayne. Okay. And a lot of people think that, that that was done in, in 82 in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the fullers have claimed okay. over the years that they're the ones who said you should carry a guitar and blah, blah, blah. So. Oh. The fullers kind of take credit. So that would have been like, uh, Southeastern championship wrestling, continental, though, right. that territory, Alabama, Tennessee, okay. right. They think that they're the ones who helped really make him honky tonk, but honky tonk, man, didn't get on national TV for the WWF until like September of 86. Okay. So that would have been after bill Dundee was here on national TV with a similar look. Right. But of right. course, honky had the bigger sideburns and right. obviously a bigger presentation, but he did have the guitar. Yeah. He, uh, he actually tried to mimic Elvis. Obviously Dundee just was bill Dundee looking like Elvis. That's kind of it. And, uh, oh, here's our, uh, here's our big hog, uh, job guy again. 
why are you obsessed with this young man? I'm not obsessed with him, but sometimes you just can't help but notice it. I've never intentionally looked at a man's ween. Oh, baloney. Unless it was, you know, an adult film. And then you're like, well, there it is. (laughs) And that, that wasn't even the motivation for watching it. Unlike you. (laughs) What's what's buddy trying to do here? Double clutch. (laughs) Here's what happened right there. Conrad, this guy did not go up with buddy. So when buddy got him up top, buddy was like, what the fuck? No, we saw last week. He didn't know what he was doing. No. So, so I think now some of these kicks from Bill Dundee might be real may, ones. Might be real ones, right? You don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see what Buddy does now, because this poor kid who obviously is only his second match ever. All right, Buddy. Now we're gonna have you tag out. Okay. I don't want <laughs> Buddy. Don't want to hurt you. But if you don't start sailing, I'm gonna have to fuck you up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Should have okay. tagged out you yeah. little. You little oh idiot. my God. Dead weight. Didn't put, yeah. <laughs> Slam you on the concrete. You piece of shit. Learn how to sell. God, dead weight, man. Oh, this poor kid. Just, uh, just let's, let's not book him again. And buddy's saying, where do we get this fucker? <laughs> oh man. This is, this is shit. I loved. Oh my I God. Hate that. I hate, to, I hate to say this, but I, I loved when the guys any, took liberties with, oh, or uh, yeah, yeah. Greenhorn wet behind the ear dudes. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't do, who wouldn't di- who basically bless his heart. The kid didn't know what he was doing at all. Oh my God. Did you, the, uh, what we're seeing right now is the equivalent in the adult <laughs> film industry of the little black leather love seat. Oh, oh, you're new to this. Hey, just have a seat uh, over there. Uh, <laughs> Hold still. I'll be done in a minute. Uh-huh. Rocky wants to tag. there, saying, Nope. He has not posted off that let he did once last week. And it's like, he hadn't learned anything. <sighs> There's that big million dollar elbow. Uh-huh. Here we go. You know, when he sets up that figure four like that, it reminds me of when Megan and I first started dating. Mm-hmm. Sat down and watched old uh, uh, matches of uh, Pop Pop. No, you remember when Ric Flair had his opponent down and he'd grab that leg and he'd Mm -hmm. look back to the crowd and he'd yell, Now we go to school. Yeah. Well, the first time things were getting serious with Megan and I, she uh, she unzipped me, grabbed a hold. Okay, here, let's go. Now we go to school. Team in action right there that's going to be, I'm sure, ended in this tag team tournament for United States tag team belt. Well, we have our orders from the Kremlin, and that is to control wrestling in America, to conquer America. And the way to do that is for nephew Nikita to keep United States heavyweight title, for Crusher and myself to win this tag team tournament for the United States title. And we intend on doing this. I understand that the tournament is already being signed for the near future in the Omni here in Atlanta. Well, you can be sure we'll be there. I'll talk more about this later. But now, it is so important for nephew Nikita to hold on to United States heavyweight title because that makes him number one contender for the world title that Ric Flair has got. Now, there's a lot of competition coming after nephew Nikita, like Wahoo McDaniel, this legend in wrestling. He became a legend because of all the titles and trophy and accomplishments he has done in the past. Dick Murdoch, Captain Redneck. This Rock and Roll Express, 
American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. It's Ron Garvin. Oh, there's a lot of tough competition and a lot more than I have just named. But nephew Nikita is superior and he is going to keep the United States title. Nephew. You know, Uncle Robin, he's a Ron Garvin. He gave a test to Nikita like I know I had before. But what I do, I prove to all people now, I go out in match. I can take anyone the whole, how do you say, whole time limit in the match. But who got Taigo, Carmen? Nakita God. You know got it. And I can go anywhere with you. Mega TA. This American dream. I don't care who wants to take Nakita on. I'm going to defeat and put down. And I'm going to be main. This USA champion. And this Indian, Oglavan, McDaniel. You hold on to you, Tiger, for now. I'm going to take back Baku, but Soviet Soyuz, and take home. And we'll be back with more. What the fuck did he say right there at the end? <laughs> take it back home. Yeah, I don't really I, 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 even, I even call up. That's old school stuff. He knew how to put everybody over, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Man, I love Here oh. we go. Look at these cool motherfuckers. The one on the right there? On America's team, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA. I said all the talk right now is about the big tag team tournament, the United States Tag Team Championships on the line. Well, America's team's putting in our bid for those very prestigious titles. We know the Russians really would love nothing more than to add the U.S. Tag Team titles right along with the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Well, my friends, we've got a little plan in store for everybody out there. They say we've never attained any great tag team championships. We've never really set our goals on anything and gone after it and said we were going to take it. Well, this tournament is going to prove to be a milestone in professional wrestling history, and America's team has got a whole lot of surprises for all the competition. You know, Tony, the other thing is, too, that Ole Anderson went down in Tanzania. Dusty Rhodes and national tag team titles were held up. United States tag team tournament in the Omni coming up. Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.F. Mackers team going to bring the United States tag team titles. Brand new belts. Brand spanking new. Bring them back to this country. Right here. The U.S. single belt. Nikita Koloff, two men right here. Both hot on your trail. But Ole and I have some member one thing. The reason you did not have the national tag team titles any longer is the American dream put you up on the farm up there at the sawmill in Wisconsin, Ole Anderson. So right now, Dusty Rhodes and Magnum Tia, America's team, United States tag team title tournament coming to Omni. It's going to be electrified funk, Jack. When we get Dusty Rhodes, Magnum Tia, there's a look at the United States tag team championship belts. Another great tag team. Let's take a look at Ron Garvin and Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. What do you think of those, uh, the introduction here of the U.S. tag titles? Yeah, this this whole show is obviously an infomercial for the Omni and for the tournament and those belts. Can you tell me about those belts? Yeah, the uh, USA, uh, which is uh, prominently on the main plate, and then it's got the classic red leather that everybody still talks about to this day. The United States Tag Team Championships, uh, they have been sold on the collector market a few times. I think ultimately they wound up with a private collector in Florida and, uh, he and I became friendly last year and he told me uh, earlier this year when I was trying to make some sort of a trade out for a different tag belt that he didn't value having the full set. Uh, he, per, he just needed one. He didn't need both of the belts. Hmm. So, uh, he had some other tag singles and I thought, Hey, maybe this would be a good trade bait for him. He'd like to have the set. And he said, no, that's not the case. In fact, I just gave away one of my United States tag team belts. And I said, wait a minute, the Crockett ones, the red ones. He's like, yeah, 
you split the setup. Yeah. So I deleted him and blocked him. I, I won't, mm. I won't have friends like that in my life. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of odd to do that. Isn't it? No, seriously. I was just kidding, but no, it, everybody collects for different reasons and right, has right. different things that they like, but I'm like, man, if you had the set, I don't know that I would have broken it up, but that's just me. Yeah. Our buddy, uh, who I've interviewed on TV a couple of times recently, Dan Lambert. Yeah. Another collector. Good guy. Uh, but he likes the regional belts. Oh, he loves the territory belts. Yeah. The territory belts. Right. He does have some cool, uh, some, some big boys, but yeah, he, like, I think he's got Benoit's, um, world title from WrestleMania 20 and Eddie Guerrero's. So he's got some big time ones, but yeah, he prefers the territory belts. I did love that introduction though. You know, electrified funk. <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to describe our, uh, our show here with Tony Sharani, yes. electrified funk, electrified funk. Actually, we uh, might actually change our show description. What yeah. is this? What happened? When about, mm-hmm. is this the one about old wrestling? No, ma'am. It's yeah. electrified funk. Yeah. I Speaking of electrified funk, a shout out to, uh, one of our great, uh, followers on Patreon, Loki, big hog, Devin Wheaton out of of stone mountain, Georgia, DJ, uh, Devin. I know I'm not gonna get that right. He will post on Patreon all the time. Bring back Tony Reed's rap. Yeah. Cause we need it. Bring back Tony needs rap. It was a hit. And I listened to, as I was look at this. Grabbing that fat on the back, fat back, put it in your beans. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that get you? (laughs) That's. that's (laughs) I don't know. All right, man down. Man down. <laughs> Put it in your we got some country motherfuckers listening to that who get the reference. Yes, I know. <laughs> you just that just slid out there, man. Uh-huh. I'm done. Take over for us. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I didn't just make that up. I actually used to do that. My, uh, my grandmother, you know, she used to cook all that country shit. Yeah. And anyway, you could like, uh, you could like pinch a little roll on grandma Mm -hmm. and, uh, she said, Oh, don't touch my fat back. And I said, Oh, I'm going to put it in your beans. (laughs) And she thought it was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) She was right. (laughs) But this is the first time I got to yell it on a podcast. Oh, but you didn't say, you just didn't say, put it in your beans. You went, put it in your beans, fat back, put it in your beans. That's the way I've said it since I was a kid. That's a regular saying around the Thompson household around the holidays. I'll get mom a little pinch and she'll even say it now. I got them all trained. It's Pavlovian. Needless to say, when I'm finished here. You're going to go pinch Lois. <laughs> Say it the same way. Fat back, then, put it in your beans. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll laugh uncontrollably again. You're probably going to have to run a little after that. <laughs> I had to guess. I would think so. 
Oh, well, there you go. Captain Redneck to- and Ron Garvin, the Canadian and the uh, Klansman <laughs> pick up the win <laughs> over the ninth member of uh, Leonard Skinner here. <laughs> Took that backdrop on his hips. Gonna stand right up and then my old knuckle sandwich. Mm-hmm. Wham. He sold the hell out of that punch though, didn't he? Yeah, he did, man. So you're going to commercials. You know what that means? Listen to this music. Those belts, by the way, made by Reggie parks, of course. Mm. Oh my gosh. I hope he says proud to be an American. Here we go. Looking at the United States tag team title. Well, you know, Captain Redneck and I, we teamed up a few times in the past. So it's always good because we know each other's move and we go back quite a few years. And we're ready for that tag team tournament. You know, if you want a partner on your side, you want somebody that thinks like you, you want somebody that's got heart, desire to win, and that's exactly what this man has. He has has all the qualification. He has all the desire that a man can have. And there's one thing. If anybody wants to watch your back and do a good job, that's the man right there. So we're talking about situation two on two. It don't matter. You're talking about a lot of good teams entering this tournament. I mean, the best there is in professional wrestling. So you're, hey, you're, you're wrestling with the best. You might as well have the best as your partner. And that's exactly what I qualified this gentleman here as the best there is to be found as a partner. And we're going to go out there and do our darn level best to come out with them titles. Well, thank you, Ronnie. You know, Jim Crockett Promotions never fails to cease to amaze me. You know, they got the finest array of wrestling talent in the world today. And this United States Tag Team Tournament is going to be some of the greatest tag teams ever in his professional wrestling. That's right. And I'm just proud to be part of it. Proud to have Ronnie Garvin as a partner. And I want everybody to know, whether it's the Road Warriors, whether it's the Russians, whether it's Dustin Magnum, or Wahoo, whoever his partner's going to be, anybody it is, when that bell rings, friendship goes out the window, and Ronnie Garvin and Dick Murdoch going to do their dead-level best to try to win it. Captain Redneck, Dick Murdoch, the man with the hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin, let's go to the ring. You ever see that, uh, that meme of the farmer? And uh, he's a heavyset farmer. He's got his overalls on, and it says... Uh, Something like it's not much, but it's honest work. Have you seen that meme? No, uh-uh. that could be captain redneck's uncle or cousin mm. or something. It could be. I just feel like Murdoch, you know, if it wasn't for all the racism, mm-hmm. he would be best of friends with Cassio kid. Mm. Cause you can yeah. just tell that guy's got a bunch of trucker hats, not ironically. And, uh, probably like a big pouch of, of red man. Do they even make that in 2021? Can you get like a big pouch of red man? I don't know. Can you still, can you still get beach nut red man? I don't know. I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eye. (laughs) Let me see. Red man Uh tobacco. I don't think, I mean, that's probably not even, you probably can't even say that anymore. Can you? You probably, yeah, you probably can't. Uh, I guess, you know, you know, the guys that the guys that chew that stuff probably don't give a shit about. Uh, the politically incorrect pouch that is. Um, well, you know, even, uh, I don't know if you noticed in the stores, they had talked about it, but I was in the store the other day. There's no more Aunt Jemima. Yeah, buddy. Red man's still around. Yeah. How is that possible? Uh, again, your target audience doesn't give a shit. Now, let me say this. 
it's not this i'm not saying your target audience is quote unquote racist no i get it but your but your target audience just doesn't care they like the they like the tobacco and they don't even think about what it means they just think that's good tobacco that's all you ever chew tobacco no i i did what yeah i chewed it back and dip snuff now it was like for maybe like a week but i've done that before and that's back into craigsville days true or false lois used to dip no false really yeah chew it back and chew it back and chew it back and spit, spit. <laughs> we're just gonna do all redneck shit all day i guess we are anyway uh a shout out to devin wheaton uh i i'm not doing tony reed's rap anymore however i was on the way to the airport in Houston, I believe, recently, and the driver had rap on. Oh, really? Yeah, and he looked at me. He said, "You okay with this music?" It was really a cool kid, and I said, "Yeah, that's fine." And he had a song on by Kanye West, and I listened to it, and I thought, you know, that's a hell of a song. And he didn't say anything stupid, you know, like uh, like hose or you know talking down to women it was but it was a good song oh and wait wait so, wait hang on so you you take issue with rap music talking poorly about women yeah well then why did you used to do cameos going look that pussy look that yeah. i mean why yeah okay because whoever allowed that um to air to go to, to get out there you mean the okay. person who recorded it you I recorded it, but the person that I sent it to, which was for his brother's birthday. Okay. All right. Let's so, gather the family around, get grandma in yeah, here. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, when you get done blowing this cake out, we're going to give you your very special present. Okay. Yeah. Uh, old pop pops in the other room. He's going to fire it up and <laughs> cast it from his phone onto the big screen. So mm -hmm. Meemaw, you sit tight. We think you're going to love this. Here we mm -hmm. go. Happy birthday. <sighs> Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, the big surprise. You you know how you used to like that wrestling shit. You remember like the Four Horsemen, and you remember Sting. Remember the time he wrestled Ric Flair? What's them guys that had the spikes on the shoulder pads? Well, the no, you didn't get no. They're dead. But the guy who did the talking on that show, nope, not Jim Ross. No, nope, he would never whore himself out like this. <laughs> The other guy. Nope. Not David Crockett. He's independently wealthy. Yeah. Yes. Tony Chavant. Yeah, that's right. The guy who left the business shamefully because he ridiculed Mick Foley. Anyway, I don't want to take away from your special moment. Here we go. Hit it. Paul pop. Lick that pussy. Lick that pussy. Lick that pussy. Lick that pussy. Heavens. No. I don't even want to eat my cake. Get my walker. I'm going, I'm going to take my fat back and put it in the beans. I'm out of here. You're ruining lives left and right with no regard. Cause you're like, you're like anchor man. I'll say anything you write down here for $100. No problem. Uh, uh, you know what the funny thing about that is accurate. Could have really happened. Yeah. You just said it was for a guy's birthday. <laughs> so anyway, if I can finish the thought, whoever thought that was cool to take what was a private message from cameo and put that online, I hope dies a miserable fucking death. If he hasn't already. Wow. That's hurtful. He gave you, you money. 
Yeah, good. And I don't know. I don't know who he is. I'd like to find out who he is. I'll give it back to him. You, you can simply just look through your request for cameo. No, I I can't because I, I as soon as that hit the market, so to speak, as soon as I hit the social media, I deleted cameo. Deleted it. I've never done a cameo since then. That person got me off cameo. Never do it. So, uh, and I've had the cameo people get in touch with me. I've met the guy who's in charge of cameo. And I told him the story. Sorry. Not going back on. So there you go. Anyway, there's so many cameo out there that, you know, I've had a, I've had a couple given to me. Uh, thanks to our buddy, Mark Nelson out in California. He had Reggie Jackson do one for me, which was so fucking cool. And he and a bunch of low key, big hogs were together and paid that. He had chip Carey do one for me. Um, so, uh, it can be cool, but it ain't coming from me. There you go. Hey, so what about this rock and roll express, man? They're going to win. It's going to be a double team, probably a drop kick that gets it done. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a double team where they just throw the guy into the turnbuckle. That was, uh, no, I haven't either. I think they got, I think they got dead weight here again. What do you think hmm. these guys made per match? Not rock and roll, but the enhancement talent. Oh, uh, probably 50 bucks. I would think maybe if that much, man, this guy did not know what he was doing at all. No, he didn't know that kid, the kid, the kid was just dead weight again. I, and it, it's, I need, who would I, who would we talk to? I guess we could get in touch with JJ and ask him where they found these guys. Ask old David Carquette. Yeah, we could. I should have done it. There's a sign out there that's that, that no one can see, but it's ahead of its time. See that sign right there? I do. I like when people put up signs that uh, go to kissmyass.com. Whoa. That's a pretty damn good double drop kick. Got her done. Mm-hmm. Here it goes. I don't know why, but that, that music hits for me. And Tony Schiavone does. Let's listen. Wrestling, let's bring in the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy Ric Flair, along with Baby Doll. Actually, let's put the camera on the heavyweight champion of the world so that the people around the world can see just exactly what style of, get these shoes one time, guy. Get these shoes. These shoes cost more than most people's homes sitting in this audience. Now, we're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. We're talking about the World Heavyweight Champion. We're talking about Baby Doll. We're talking about Tully Blanchard. We're talking about Arn and Ole Anderson. We're talking about the cream of the crop. The most successful group of wrestlers anywhere in the world. Woo! And it's true. The National Wrestling Alliance is taking the world champion and the four horsemen on tour. We're going to be in Baltimore and Dusty Rhodes. After Baltimore, there'll be no more American Dream. Then we're going to Green Bay. We're going to Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
And speaking of Minneapolis, Minnesota, just happens to be a town that has the privilege of saying they raised a world heavyweight champion. Whew, talking about myself. But you see, they've come to know the Road Warriors as being a big deal in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, Dow, from a female standpoint of view, how would you view the Road Warriors? Well, Rick, from my point of view, it's all show and no go. That's it, exactly. A couple of guys with big muscles, like a lot of women I know, not like Baby Dow, but with a full sweater and an empty head. In other words, all this right here, but nothing up here to make it go round and round. You see, now we talk about Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Used to be Dahl's main man. But you see, then the Dahl decided she wanted to be with some championship caliber men. So you see, the Dahl's looking at Nikita Koloff. And Nikita, I'm glad you're the U.S. champion, but don't start looking my way, Daddy, because remember, I'm Slick Rick, Magnum T.A., little skinny neck, little skinny arms, the Rock and Roll Express. How about the Rock and Roll Express, huh? I would say that they've got all these little girls following because they just don't have the experience to know what's what really it is, going Dallas, on. You've never worn a training bra. You're really not qualified to talk about them. In other words, the world champion, Baby Doll, the four horsemen, Woo! whether you like it or not, we're what's happening in professional wrestling. Nature Boy Ric Flair and Baby Doll, let's go to the ring. I got to tell you, I, uh, I like the storytelling aspect that now baby dolls a heel, but I don't know that I love her with flair. Really? I mean, I like, I think I liked flair being out there talking about, well, talking about, you know, when I get into so-and-so I'm going to be looking for all the ladies, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there was something so heelish about it. It's a little thing, but he's saying all of that while he's wearing a wedding ring. Uh, yeah, you know, and I don't know, it just, it tickled me and mm -hmm. yeah, I can see that. I think it's, I think it's a good look. Ooh, look at this. Jesus Christ. I, I think it's a good look. He and baby doll standing side by side, but I can see exactly what you're saying. And let me also add this, that as we go back and try to rekindle my memory, I obviously remembered Tully Blanchard and baby doll. Cause that's how we brought her in. I remember yeah. her going with dusty. I did not remember her being with Ric Flair. I did not remember the heel turn until we just saw it like last week. So what is that saying? I, it didn't last long or they, I don't know. It just, it slipped my, Jesus, criminy crap. That was so brutal, dude. I hope they show a replay of that. Let's just track mm -hmm. it. What can you yeah. possibly say about that? There's uh, no. Such a devastating win for the Road Warriors. Look at this. Here they are, the Legion of Doom. The what is shit working about that? Mm. Go on, Jimmy Cornette. When you see somebody, don't say hello. Say boo. Number two, the U.S. Tag Team titles are on the line. The Legion of Doom won the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. The U.S. Tag Team titles are just as prestigious, and we'd like a shot at those titles somewhere down the line. Come on, man. That's great, Tony Giovanni. We won the million bucks. And a Jim Cracker Senior Memorial Cup. And if we decide to, we would like nothing better than to be U.S. Tag Team Champions. And we'll take it if we want to do it. Now, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Met Sports Center, 
get ready, because the Warriors are going to kick some butt, right, brother? Tony Schiavone, you know the nicest thing about being animal or hawk is you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to go down to the Atlanta Zoo and knock out Willie B. the gorilla, you can do it. If you want to go to the Atlanta Zoo and knock out an elephant or baby doll, you can do it. You see, we do what we want. And the people know it because you can't fool them. They say the roadway said they're going to do this, and they did it. Now, everybody's on our list. Everybody. That includes the Four Horsemen. That includes the Midnight Express or anybody else who's dumb enough to get in the ring with us. Because you've got to be plenty dumb to get in the ring with us. That's right. There's a lot of teams that have an appointment with destiny. And gentlemen, your destiny lies in defeat. Fans, don't go away. We're coming right back. What are you thinking of the show so far here, Tony? Uh, it's okay. It, it's it's uh, it's focusing on one thing and one venue, right? And I, I gotta yeah, tell you, it did not work. Uh, let's listen to Tully and JJ, and then we'll talk about that. All right. Enterprises kind of concerned about what is in the plans for Tully Blind Enterprises since losing the national heavyweight title. Well, as I've said earlier on national television, when we walk through the airports, no matter where we go, when I go to the bank, when I go to the stock market. When Mr. Blanchard goes to the tanning salon, when he goes to the gym to work out, they don't say there is a former national heavyweight champion. They don't even discuss the national championship. It's not important at this time. What they do say is that there is the man that crippled the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now, I've known the American dream for a long time. This is not a new relationship. This thing goes back a long, long way. And I know he's got his hands full right now with Big Bubba Rogers. And I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm smart enough talking about me now and Mr. Blanchard to know that we can't bank on Big Bubba to stop the American dream because no matter how hard Bubba comes at him, no matter how bad he hurts him, the dream's going to get back up and we're going to be looking in his face someday, someplace, sometime. The same as when Tully Blanchard crashed that chair across his leg in Kansas City. Everybody said, hey, he's not going to get up. He's not going to show in St. Louis, but I know the dream. I knew he'd be there and what happened. He's got to live with, but someplace, sometime we're going to have to deal with the man. But you see, there's no fear in our face because Tully Blanchard title. No title is not important. What is important is he's a classic wrestler. He always has been. He always will be. And that's the bottom line. That's going to take the dream down that this man can out wrestling. He's proven it twice. You know, Dusty Rhodes. As tough an athlete, as bad a man as you think you are, and you are, because you've taken some awful whoopings in the past, and you've always come back. But you know, Dusty Rhodes, when you have gotten that squared circle with me, and you and I are no strangers, and you knew when you were looking up in that dressing room, talking about breaking my legs in 86, after what happened, and after you had to look up at that ceiling in the arena in St. Louis and be stripped of that World's Heavyweight Championship. And I caused it. That's right. Tully Blanchard, one of the four horsemen, caused it. You knew someday you are going to have to crawl back in that ring with me and the dues were going to be paid on one way or the other. Well, it's just like a John Wayne movie. You're going to get shot in the back. Are you going to come back like the Duke? Or are you going to go down like he did at the end of his life? Well, Dusty Rhodes, I'm a wrestling machine. And if you think I'm laying awake in bed scared to death of Dusty Rhodes... You're not. I get my rest, and I go to the gym, but I train extra hard. 
because I know it's going to be one heck of a fight when you and I meet. But Dusty Rhodes, you just crawl back if there's anything left after Bubba Rogers. Let's go, fans, for our Shook Match of the Week. Okay, everyone, it's time to hit pause on your playbacks. Stand by now. We'll let you know when to hit play once again. Both of our dogs are living their best life thanks to our friends at Solid Gold. Nothing like Solid Gold. We have not only does Bug, who's over my right shoulder here. Biggity Bug. Biggity Bug, who's watching. Oh, he goes by Biggity Bug and Buggity Bug and Buggeroni. He goes by all these names. Not only does he eat Solid Gold, but Chewy eats Solid Gold. There's four different flavors that we use. It's the wet food that comes in. It's called the Mighty Minis that comes in. But um, we were sold on it because I, I read about it. I read about it. it's uh, the first and only holistic pet food out there. Yep. And, and that means a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot of people out there who really are concerned about what they put in their dog, right? I mean, yep. we all are. So uh, that's... Uh, Concerned about it, and and Matt uses it, uh, feeds a Wally up in uh, in New Jersey with it. So uh, it's uh, it's part of our life, man. We uh, we're big believers in uh, Solid Gold because Solid Gold they have a nutritional platform that's been inspired by their founding belief that high quality food it really is the best way to impact our pets' mind, body, and spirit. And now for over forty five years, Solid Gold has revolutionized that holistic pet food category. And now they've got something for everybody, man. We're talking about recipes for both dogs and cats, dietary needs. Check this out. You can get healthy whole grain or even grain free options. They've got wet food. They've got supplements like sea meal and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs. Here's what we all agree on. Solid gold foods are different because they cleanse with the digestive system. And of course they're using that uh, whole superfood. Uh, element to make that possible. They're going to balance with living probiotics and they're even going to fuel our animals with omega three and six fatty acids. This is going to best support gut health and nourish our pets, both inside and out. This is something that Tony and I have been using with our dogs for a long time. And I know of course, Eric Bischoff's on the plan and we got all of Bruce's dogs on the plan right now to save 30% on select gold products, go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW, and you're going to save 30% on select solid gold products. Remember, that's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. And Tony, you and I, we've been using this for a long time, and yeah. and, and we just think it's the, the best opportunity to take care of our dogs. A lot of different foods. You don't have to feed them what we feed them. They have dry food. They have food in a can. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the best way to go. Our dogs... Our dogs love it. And if you have a chihuahua like I have, they can be finicky. Uh, sometimes they don't want to eat uh, bugaroni here. Always wants to chow down to solid gold. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile to stop. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. 
And if the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right, let's get back to the show in three, two, one play. Now we got, uh, after JJ and Tully on a promo, Ole and Arn here going to be taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. This is going to be a. And it's at least four, well, three and a half stars. Okay. <laughs> hey, I need to say something about Tully. Okay. Because obviously Tully and I have been reconnected uh, via AEW. It's uh, everybody ages. Everybody, if they're fortunate enough to live a long life, everybody ages and, and their looks are different. And obviously Tully, like Arn, like me, we all, our looks have changed, but also about Tully, and I know this has to do with his ministry and the fact that he has been in uh, ministering uh, guys in prison, girls in prison, uh, and his his life has changed. Tully's demeanor is is so different in the in the backstage area now than it used to be. You know, member of the Horsemen, one of the top stars, great guy, was always a great guy, friendly guy, always a friend of mine, and we traveled together. But just to talk to him now and, and listen to him talk now, just just one of those things where you look at him sometime and you think, man, where is the Tully I remember, right? <laughs> Arn is kind of the same in that his, uh, his humor is the same. Uh, he, he's changed, obviously, a great deal because, you know, his, uh, his boys have grown now and he's a dad and very close to his family, which it's – and you know what? Thumbs up to Arn. Not everybody's marriage was able to last in, in pro wrestling. Roll tight on that. Yeah. His did. And yours his, did. Yeah. Mine did too, but I didn't travel every day. Like Arn did every day. And you probably didn't have near the opportunities that right, right, right. That the horseman would have had presented to them. Exactly. <laughs> sure. But I, I just think it's just for when I see Tully out here and I listen to the promos and how good they are and how great of an athlete he was, I just, it's just amazing how a person can change through the years. They say time heals and all changes all whatever. And man, Tully's living proof of that. Is that what they and, say? That's what they say. Yeah. I don't know what they say. Well, that's what you I've said. Heard, you said, that's what they say. And I don't, well, that's I what, know what, well, they, well, I didn't know, you know what, what they were saying. You, you could, you could fuck up an anvil sometime. You know that by why would you? I'm he's on, no longer with us either. Why okay, would you talk about him like that? Okay. okay. What did I, Jim Nyhart ever do to you? Here, here I am trying to to say something genuine. You did, and and yeah, we heard it. Put it in your beans, shit. <laughs> and hey, uh, also uh, thumbs up to Tully for staying in shape. Yeah, not easy to do when you get older, but he looks good, man. Yes, and, he does. Yeah, they will do some stuff. Uh, a lot of time, you I know you do. A lot of time for Tully Blanchard. I think he's tremendous. Yeah. I could have said it a lot faster than you, but yeah, I think he's tremendous. <laughs> you would have said he's tremendous and you would have moved on to. Uh, so, Tony, let's talk about your bottle. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how many people tell me? 
a lot. I had to pull the car over <laughs> because I was laughing so hard at some of the shit you guys do. That oh. means a lot. It really does. Because we, we, we have no filter, man. We're willing to do whatever yeah. it takes to make you guys yeah. laugh or entertain you or yeah. bring some sort of joy to your life as silly as it may be. Cause yeah. Lord knows we try to be silly every week. Yeah. And we, we seemingly have done that with some people and it means a lot to when, when I, when I hear that and, and I was, you know, recently at Astronomicon and I'm going to the New York, uh, New York comic con going to C2E2 going out to Seattle, Emerald city were all those events. Um, when I hear, you know, you've meant a lot to me, you and Conrad have meant a lot to me. And, uh, I had a, a really tough time in my life, but you brought a smile to my face. That really means a lot to us. We, we take that seriously and we, we really appreciate you guys. So, just to let you know. I, um, I think sometimes people take what we say here on the show too seriously. Like they don't realize that we are literally making this up as we go. There's not like, we don't have a big production meeting about what we're going to say or do here. We're just trying to make each other laugh or get a rise out of the other one. And like last week when we were going at each other, Uh I got some tweets from people who are like, why are you so mean to Tony? It's like, yeah, dude, we're trying to entertain you. We, we hang up and laugh. We don't fucking care. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People do take, take things too seriously. And, uh, unfortunately those are the same people that, uh, have ruined the life that we have now. Hey, um, chat me up about this era here, because I believe, even though you guys haven't acknowledged it, that this is a Sunday edition, what we're watching and that the, the network hasn't mislabeled. Okay. Uh, what, what makes you think that? Well, the calendar, um, says that the sixth was a Saturday. And I think that's the reason they named this the sixth. But when I actually look it up on, um, history of WWE, it says it was a Sunday edition. Okay. So, uh, on the seventh and did they that, run the Omni that night? No. When they're talking about the Omni, that's the end of the month. That's on the 28th. Okay. So we'll okay. just skip forward right. to that. All right. The, uh, we are, you know, in three weeks, we're going to talk about that show, but it's September 28th, 1986, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches mm-hmm. on the card. All right. Um, 10 maybe. Yeah. So a lot of, anyway, the Omni, they've been promoting it hard. All about the NWA US Tag Team Title Tournament. Three thousand fans are there. Oh, three thousand. Nobody cared about these new belts. No one cared. Uh, and I've always thought about this. No one cares about a tag team uh, belt that's not a world tag team belt. Well, here's the here's the roster too. Ivan Koloff, Crusher Khrushchev, Tim Horner, Nelson Royal. Mm. Kelly Blanchard, Jimmy Garvin, Jimmy Valiant, Manny Fernandez, Dick Murdoch, Ron Garvin, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Dusty and Magnum, Baron and Shaska, Dutch and Bobby Dundee and Landell. Yeah. Not shitting. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot lot of stars, but it doesn't feel like big. Oh, we're going to have Dusty and Magnum wrestle Baron and Shaska. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. we know who's winning. Yeah. You know, that type of deal. 
Well, a couple of things about that. I go back to a couple of tournaments, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, the first one. And I go back to Tony Schiavone being a fan in 1978, Ric Flair and Greg Valentine being stripped of the NWA World Tag Team belts, holding a one-night tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina that I went to, sold Greensboro completely out. Now, those two tournaments had teams that were not normally, now I know it was territory days, uh, but they had teams that were not normally being featured. In other words, when I, when I went to the Greensboro Coliseum in, in 1978, the Briscoes were there. Hadn't seen the Briscoes before. And I do believe they even had Jesse Ventura and Adrian Adonis in that tournament. You hadn't seen it before. It made it seem big because now teams from all around the world are coming, right? And, and that's kind of like with the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. We had the Sheep Herders in that were not normally with the Crockett's. I think we had uh, Dundee and somebody else, and uh, we had the, uh, I think we had the a a uh, AWA Tag Team Champions. So it made it, it it made it seem like a big tournament. Here, it's just the guys you see every week. So, and it's but secondary. Th Three thousand fans, though. By the way, the main event that night at the Omni is Nikita Koloff and Wahoo McDaniel. They're going to unify the uh, the world or the United States championship rather with the national heavyweight championship. Right. So the national title, not long for this world. And you know, there's something to be said about that too, because fans in the Atlanta area in Georgia, remember the national heavyweight title. And here we are getting rid of it. It's kind of like the Crockett saying, you know what? The Georgia stuff is not big. Yeah. We're over that. Yeah. Right. So that could have pissed off some fans. I, I bet you did. I don't know how many, I don't know if it's enough to, to hurt the gate, but it could have. Let me explain where you guys were on your way here. September 2nd, you're doing a TV taping in Spartanburg. September 3rd, you're going to be in Raleigh at the uh, Dorton Arena. It's going to be Flair and Magnum, Dusty and Bubba in a cage. Uh, Cincinnati Garden, September 4th. Albany, Georgia, September 4th. Richmond, September 5th. 4,500 fans there. Fayetteville, North Carolina on September 6th. Also Baltimore, Maryland, September 6th. And what about Jim Crockett in Philadelphia, September 6th? Whammo JJ shoe down on the top of the head of Dutch Mantel. And he still got the shoe in the ring with him, but he just casually drops it out. Mm -hmm. Pee Wee looked right at it. Pee Wee looked right at it. Didn't say shit. Mm -hmm. Only could have been a little more slick about getting rid of it. Yeah, I know. Oh, here comes the bullwhip. So things are breaking down here. Yeah. That's they got disqualified now because of the shoe. Let's take a listen. Well, we don't need to hear the music for the replay. How about that though? Fayetteville, North Carolina, Baltimore, Maryland, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, three crews here, dusty working double duty. So there's at least a double shot there. Let's take a listen to what the Russian's saying. Well, actually, Tony, what do you think he's saying? You may have known me as a blacktop bully. Now I got, I got fired. I got fired as a blacktop bully. Dustin Rhodes got fired as a blacktop bully. Mike Graham got fired because, and you know what? We were on the flatbed truck and it took us days to shoot that bullshit. So I spent all day on the back of a flatbed truck and what happened? I got fired. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. There's always another character for me, Uncle Ivan, right? And how about this? How about my belly? How's it look to you? Does it look good? Oh, yes. Your belly is especially large. Just like many of the guys from Minnesota's belly were large. And then of course they got on the gas. Uh, <clears throat> never mind. 
but uh, I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Canada. And the fact is, I never had to use substances to get ahead with the exception of a substance I have to put on my forehead, as you can see, to do something about these rivets or these uh, craters that are in my head. No, I'm not Abdullah the Butcher. No, I never gave anybody hepatitis. But I did some blade jobs back in my day, as you can see. And you know what? I bet you I can stick a quarter or two in this cranium of mine. <laughs> and yes, even a quarter, even a nickel. Nickels are thicker than quarters. Uh, how about a half dollar? I can put that in there too. And I can walk around and be like, you can take me with you to the arcade and just put all your quarters in my head Instead of reaching in your pocket, you could just reach on my head and the quarter will be there and you could put it in the game. Speaking of that, how about Retromania? No, we can't talk about sponsors here on Patreon, but I said it and I got quarters in my head and I am a walking quarter uh, distributor. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I said that. Are you going to have as many blade jobs as me? No. No, I'm not, but I'm going to be fat. Okay, good. Let's hug. Let's hug and go to the arcade. I'll have the quarters. I love that from now on, whenever we talk about Ivan Koloff, we're going to talk about him making change. <laughs> like, remember your janitor in school who had that little yeah. thing on his hip? Yeah. <laughs> Knock out those quarters, I'm... nickels and dimes. Oh, my gosh. Here he is. Wahoo McDaniel, your national champion. National title is not the number one contender to the world title. It's the U.S. heavyweight title. In just a few minutes, Jim Crockett will be out here. Some special wow. announcements from the NWA about the national title and the U.S. title. Wahoo. Well, you know, Tony, the thing that makes it really bad is the Russians don't set the president. They don't set the rules, and they don't say what belt is number one. The national belt has been the number one belt for the number one contendership to the world's title. And I can't see any reason now, Ben, that I have the belt that has to change. Why would the U.S. belt be rated above it? Well, that's exactly what the Russians say. We're going to take a look in just a few seconds at Nikita Koloff, the U.S. heavyweight champion in action. I want you to stay here with us and commentate with us. Well, I'd be glad to stay here and watch it. Okay, Chief Wahoo McDaniel, the national champion here with us. Right now, the Russians are going to the ring. Let's go there with them. The U.S. champion, Nikita Koloff. So, yeah, how about that? We're fixing to have the uh, announcement here for the uh, mm -hmm. unification. Yes, sir. And Ogilvyn uh, Shatoata. Shatuata, could I have a quarter? Tremendous. Later, my son. Later. Okay. I'll get off I'll get off the apron, Pee-wee. Pee-wee's big adventure. Pee-wee's playhouse. Pee-wee, big top Pee-wee. What do you think this uh, this hapless guy's thinking right now in the ring when the key? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna catch that foot, motherfucker, because I'm gonna get a high spot in. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, you thought I was going to fucking sell. <laughs> Should have done that. He hit me in the pecker, I think. Right in the, right in the head of the pecker. I didn't even wear, uh, I didn't even, oh, shit. They got that fucking wahoo talking over my goddamn match. Look at that. They got him in a box. The box is over my face. And they can't even see me. See, I got some blows in, though. <laughs> I always heard you fuckers from Minnesota were fucking stiff. You fucking bouncers from bars pick you up. Burn gun, you trained you. You up in Minnesota, you can't go outside. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Who's this guy? Hey, 
Hey, dude, you got a quarter? You can stick stick it in your head. Oh, okay, well, man, the riches he's got in his fucking forehead. Ooh! Yeah, you know, and I know that the guy that just hit me will never have riches in his forehead. Nope. Do you know why? Because Jesus doesn't like riches in your forehead. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is wrong with you? You can't help yourself, can you? No. You you try not to do this every week, but you just fall back into it. I do. Because I just, listen, in real life, I'm really into my church, uh, the Catholic church here. And I just think it's, I don't know. I just don't take it. I believe all, I believe it, but I just don't, I just think you, you can joke about it. I don't know. But uh, anyway, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> did I say Jesus? Yes, I meant. Oh, Christ. I shouldn't have said that either. Uh, maybe I'll be like Lazarus and rise from the dead, man. Maybe not. Oh, God, he smells. And he doesn't have ridges on his forehead. Okay. Here's another uh, pretty stiff close. Well, that wasn't too bad. He caught him in the chest. It was nicer than the road warrior one. <laughs> oh yeah. Which <laughs> let's track it. Intimidate Chief oh. Wahoo McDaniel. Let's bring in Mr. Jim Crockett, Jr. President of Jim Crockett promotions. We talked about the Russians saying that the U S title was the number one contender and Wahoo being the national champion. Uh, they have a point. As you know, the national wrestling alliance has, uh, decided to have a tournament sort of for the vacant national titles, except national and U.S. denotes the same area covered by the title. So that it is U.S. Tag Team Championship here in Atlanta in the Omni. The NWA has proposed, and it's up to the two champions to decide if they want to defend their titles against each other and have just one champion representing the entire United States. The national title represents the United States. The U.S. title represents the U.S. And we have the contracts. They are available, and it's going to be up to the two champions to decide if they want to defend their belts under these circumstances. They're not going to order that uh, match. Okay, Wahoo, what about that? Well, I don't want a title that doesn't mean anything, and I will abide with what the NWA says. But I think the national title has always been the number one contender, and I believe it's the number one contender. Okay, we're joined by Ivan Koloff now. He is the number one. I don't want no trouble out here, Wahoo McDaniel. But does that mean you accept contract to wrestle nephew Nikita? Because I believe the hot soldier should only be one representative of America. Only one belt for number one contender to world title. And so nephew Nikita will definitely sign contract. You sign contract, Wahoo McDaniel. Nephew Nikita will defeat you, take away national title, put it on trophy case. Then there will only be one. United States heavyweight title has always been represented as number one contender to world title. And nephew Nikita will defeat you. So you do accept, Wahoo? I'll say one thing. You get your nephew, and if he can write, you put his name on there because I'm not afraid of Okay. Chief Wahoo McDaniel, the national champion, along with Mr. Jim Crockett Jr. Thank you, Jimmy, for joining Thank us. Thank you, Tony. Okay. We'll be right back right after this timeout. Boy, I love Jim Crockett. Uh, it was so cool to see him on TV, but. Mm-hmm. Did he ever look comfortable on TV ever? No, no. You know what? He always did the same thing. He would just kind of slide in and stare at me as I'm talking. <laughs> he just got room. And he was waiting There's- to say something. He wanted you to put that microphone back in front of him just so he could say, cause I was thinking, man, what's he going to say here? And yeah. here, here, here it is. 
Thank you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't Jimmy know why, but it feels like when he's out there, he's one of those guys who just never smiled in his photos. No, we know that's mm-hmm. not true. We've yeah. seen him. Wait a minute. Is this yeah. gorgeous Jimmy teaming with Tully, Tully. Blanchard? Uh, I guess they're going to be a team, right? In the tournament. That would be the only, the only reason. Just saying, I don't think we've seen this pairing before here. Yeah. I don't think ever. Uh, yeah. Tully Blanchard and Jimmy Garvin are going to open up against Jimmy Valiant and Mandy Fernandez. I wonder, I wonder who wins at the end of the month. <laughs> you want to guess who becomes the national tag team champs? No, no. Who wins that I'm match? The, who wins? Oh yeah. That match. Mm, I would think Tully and Jimmy Garvin. I can't believe you thought he was that dusty was talking about her last week on the program. <laughs> he was. How would you describe this fellow that Tully's wrestling here? Uh, I think this is Dave Hancock with hair. That's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But Hancock right now would be saying, oh, my back. Oh, my back. You know what we ought to do? We ought to make our entire staff, all the guys on our, on our, on the ad free show staff dress up in singlets for next year's, uh, big Patreon get together. Uh huh. And if you're going to work, if you're going to work the show and they love coming out, working the show, you got to wear a singlet. Why would you want, why would you want that? It says ad free shows. So everybody knows, oh, he's, he's with, he's with our group. He's, he's one of the leaders of our group. And it, it says ad free shows. And on the back, it's got their nickname. Oh, no, I, I do like that. What, yeah. what if we, what if we didn't have them showing so much skin and we just got them like Letterman's jackets? Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, you know what? Like one of those old school satin jackets that they wore back here. Right. Right. Like the, uh, obviously the horseman wore and we saw with the midnight express and yeah, look at this guy stepping through. <laughs> Oh, I love Tully just slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> just, what are you coming to I, me stomping the damn mat for, you fucking goof? <laughs> oh. These guys were like like fucking brutal, man. Tully was so believable. Oh man. Oh, of course he was. The intensity was believable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tully was truly, if you take the whole group that we had and put them together, tr- uh, Tully was probably the best overall athlete. You know, college football player, quarterback, obviously being a quarterback, you got to be a leader. You've got to be, you know, got to have that personality. He was a phenomenal, I mean, Tully did, you know, Tully told me many times when he worked with Magnum, he says, you know, sometimes it could be tough working with Magnum because the only thing Terry would did uh, prior to this was weight, lift weights and wrestle. And Tully did a lot more. So, yeah, Tully was... uh, and ability, you know, we talk about top five, top 10 wrestlers in the world, popularity. You can put any type of, any type of thing on it. But, uh, as far as athletic ability, Tully's, you know, I don't want to compare him to, to like Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, a great athlete, athletic ability, obviously Kenny Omega is that way too. athletic ability, flair. Tully's right in the top there and kind of a really, this is really an unusual team. When you think about the horsemen, 
and a member of the Horsemen branching off and being with Jimmy Garvin. It just kind of, uh, kind of weird. I agree. It doesn't, doesn't feel like it fits. No, it doesn't fit. It's just one of those things made for this, um, this tournament who eventually won the tournament. That's gotta be on, uh, the, uh, that, that website. You don't want to wait and see. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see in a couple months. We'll see who comes out with the, uh, tag team belts. I mean, you were given spoilers. Yeah. Well, mm, that's my life. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, middle of September. Can we make a little trip? Uh, yeah. I think it would be cool if we made a little trip. Where are we going to make a little trip to tunica? Tunica. Yeah. What about tunica? You mean like, uh, go to a casino? Yeah. Okay. I've never been to tunica Saturday, September 18th. Our old pal, Kurt angle, Arn Anderson, Ricky steamboat, Lex Luger, Sergeant slaughter, Jimmy Hart, Tommy rich, bill Dundee, Doug Gilbert, Scott Steiner, Jerry Lawler, Dave Brown and Coco beware. Are going to be in Tunica. Wow. And it feels like you and I could go to Tunica mm-hmm. and have some fun. Maybe down at the Beau Rivage. You ever stay at the Beau Rivage? Uh, isn't there one in, uh, Biloxi? Yep. Yep. I've been at that one. Well, I'm just saying we could do a run in and ask for some money. Oh, really? Personal appearance. Oh, you want, up. you want to turn this into a payday? Well, yeah, I'm a hoe. Okay. Oh, all right. You know, I will, I'll, I mean, listen, if, if I was trying Coco to turn that, I was trying to turn that into a bit where you believed that the Beau Rivage was in Tunica and you were going <laughs> to. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's about five hours away. Okay. I was trying to fuck with you and it didn't work, but yeah, listen, tunica is not bad. It's not far from Memphis and, uh, we could get some good barbecue and mm-hmm. hang out with the King and fellowship fellowship with Arn. Is this like a, uh, an event that's uh, run by the King? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Probably, he probably put it together or the guy who put it together used his name. I don't really care about going to the wrestling stuff. I just wanted to see if I could convince <laughs> you to drive to the barbecue. <laughs> No, you know what? I'd, I'd love to do that. Here's the only problem I have with that. Uh, we're not booked. Buddy, I was never trying to get you to go. I was trying to turn it into a gag about you driving to a place five hours away. I'm not really trying to say, okay. let's go right. to a Jack oh. Lake Star. I thought, I thought this was one of these fellowship things you wanted to do. No, I want fellowship at my house. You came okay. over last summer mm-hmm. at the wells, the tail end. I guess it was the fall. You came mm-hmm. over in like October and got in the pool mm-hmm. and said it's too cold and got right back out. Mm-hmm. But here we are now in September. Mm-hmm. It's not too cold. Mm-hmm. And you know, the pool's heated. So mm-hmm. we could, we could fellowship and, and hang out and have a good time, man. How about that? Wow. Rain buster and mm-hmm. a, uh, slingshot. Yeah. The slingshot as a kid, by the way, was one of the coolest looking finishers. And I got to tell you when he broke it out on dynamite, I popped big earlier this yeah. year. Yeah. That was, that was very, very cool. Uh, When's, uh, when's lake house ready? Uh, it'll be, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so will me taking a shit. It'll happen soon. I don't know. Well, the deal is, you know, we're not just 
we weren't just trying to do a little thing here, there we're redoing the whole thing. I, I, I get it. You're, you're going to make it right. Yeah. So, you know, like all the cabinets are done and all the tiles ordered and they started putting all that in and all the hardwoods are down. It's a process. Well then, well then put a cot up for me and I'll go stay there. Well, well, it's done, but it's, there's construction kinda, every day. You don't want to be there. I can supervise during the day and you know, here's the thing. We have a, have we some, have a, a have finished some. nice home here in Huntsville. You could stay here, mm-hmm. look at the mountains, make some laps, get in the hot tub, all that jazz. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a September trip. I got some weekends. Oh, uh, there's going to be a surprise. You know, friend of ours really? is going to be here for a week. A friend of ours could be there for a week. Yep. Okay. You got a lot of friends. That's yep. very intriguing. This is a special one. Oh, 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 yeah. Special friend. Wow. Okay. Give me a date. Oh, here we go. Baby dolls with still with one thing. And that is my relationship with Ric Flair is nobody's business, but my own. And right now I'm going to do something that no other girl has ever done. I'm going to take warlord to the central States area and I'm going to tear the place apart. I'm going to show those plainsmen something that they have absolutely never seen before, especially in baby doll and most of all in warlord. So central States watch out cause that's we're right, coming right, baby, doll. baby doll and the warlord and a threat to the central States area from baby doll and the warlord world championship wrestling. Oh, once again, now, I've been on a phone for an hour. David Crockett, come in here. Come in here, David. I've been on a phone for an hour, and I want to tell you something. You're the one that put all those ideas in her head coming out here last week, week before, saying that I ain't been paying attention to my men. I've been trying to come over here and be a commentator. You're the one that put the ideas in her head. It is all your fault. because It was not my fault. It wasn't Bobby and Dennis's fault. And we were stolen. We were ripped off. We were robbed of the World Tag Team titles. It wasn't any shortcomings of ours, and it wasn't any shortcomings that was caused by me being out here or anything like that. It was a cook referee it was a fast count they pulled the tights everything happened it was a fluke it was a nothing but a fluke it was nothing but a ripoff and i'm going to tell you this rock and roll express you're not going to get away with lightning striking you're not going to get away with a one in a million victory getting those world tag team belts away from us i promise you i promise you it wasn't my fault i paid all the attention to the boys that i always do i tried to make sure that they were trained that they were well fit i promise you that it was not my fault and it wasn't their fault nothing that they did had anything to do with it like i said it was just the referee that's all it was it was the referee it was the illegal man that was pinned anyway the nwa should have overturned it i promise that it wasn't anything that i did you know how much i like being out here but i'm going to tell you this i promise you and you know i've never lied to you before and i know that you know that i get upset when you're perturbed with me we are going to get those world tag team titles back from the rock and roll express i promise you that and remember i've never lied to you from the time that i was this big so you remember we will get the world tag team titles back around bobby and dennis's waist and it wasn't my fault and i didn't david you're it's all your fault is what it is jim Cornette. fans will see you right here next week on the very best in wrestling world championship wrestling see you at that time did he just look at you and say, David, it's your fault. But David was standing off camera, oh, had, had walked away. I, I didn't understand that. Uh, were, were we taking him off the air? And that was the reason we were going to, he was not going to be a commentator where Dennis and Bobby mad at him. And he was apologizing to Dennis and Bobby. I, I, I didn't understand that. 
But it was good. It was he, entertaining. He was apologizing to his mama. Oh, to his mama? Yeah, because he said, uh -oh. since I was this big. Okay, got it. I've never lied to you since I was this big, all that. Uh, okay, got it. Got it. Thank you. Whew. Thank you for clearing that up. Well, not a, not a bad show, really. I, the uh, I, I really like seeing a really inept enhancement personnel <laughs> get their ass beat. That's your favorite. We, yeah, we had uh, a flair interview, a dusty interview, and, of course, everything for the World uh, Tag Team Championship. We are going to unite the national and U.S. I mean, so the U.S. Tag Team Championship, and we're going to unify a couple belts. Not bad. You know, it's end of the summer. It's this is kind of a transition, and you talked about three thousand fans uh, at the Omni. This, I, I'm not so sure if you go from January to December and look at the calendar. Obviously, summertime has been very good for wrestling. The holidays are very good for wrestling. I, I kind of think that maybe after the holidays and after the summertime, that crowds are down. Back to school, maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've also we've often heard that the summertime is a down period for wrestling anyway. But perhaps, right. you know, when school starts back, and we've talked about this before, I think you got a lot of new expenses if you're a mom and dad. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta pay for the kids back to school clothes and a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Tony, right now it feels like it's uh, about that time. Coming to the ring, ladies and gentlemen, the tag team, and take a look at their brand new singlets, Dave Silva and uh, I can't even say his name without throwing up in my mouth, Dave Hancock. Oh, oh God! And would you take a look? They 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 turned around, and here comes their opponents. My God, it is Conrad Thompson along with his valet Megan. She doesn't even want to be here, but she's here. Conrad grabs Dave in the back. Got some fed back. Put in your beans. We're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week. We come to you every Wednesday here on Cumulus Podcasts. And on Monday, we are on uh, Patron. <laughs> Put it in your beans. Oh. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop over a mile to stop by that time it's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. And if the signals are on, the train is on its way and you just need to remember one thing stop trains can't <laughs>